Did you miss us? Did you dream about us? <laughs> I'm your host, Mr. Mercy. I'm your man, Cool Breeze, and this is Sin Radio Cast. And it's been a bit of time since we've cracked these mics, man. What's going on, Mr. Cool B? I'm chilling, man. I'm just grinding it out. Just, you know, taking it one day at a time. Um, you know, just, just the minimum, man. That's all you can do right now is just do whatever you, you can do that's within your power, you know? Right, and we know LA is kind of locked down, kid. So it's kind of limited out there a little bit. No, well, it is kind of locked down, but the thing is that um, it's very weird because the thing is they don't really um, enforce a lot of stuff out here in LA. And they even said that on the news that they're not gonna enforce a lot of things. I just, uh, I see a lot of people following protocol, you know, wearing masks, going into stores and supermarkets or whatever. But um, it's, it's for some reason, the roads are getting kind of busy, but it's still a lot of things that are still closed. So it's weird. Certain days the roads are full, certain days it's like a ghost town. And it still seems like a lot of businesses are closed and, um, and now uh, restaurants have opened back up to eating on the sidewalks and stuff like that. So, but it's but it's just the feel, you know. It's just the feel is still a little off. So eh, it is what it is. Cool, cool, man. So man, it's been a few weeks since we cracked these mics. Um, we apologize for that. A uh, lot of birthdays in February. I uh, just celebrated my 40th birthday. Uh, my lady, uh, she celebrated her birthday recently, and. You know, these last few weekends have been very busy, very expensive, but, you know, very fulfilling, man, at the same time. Mm, that's good to hear, man. Yeah, I celebrated a birthday um, first of the month, and um, and pretty much February is done, man. We're in March now, so we're just trying to <laughs> pick up the well, momentum. Well, not officially yet. We got, a, what, another yeah. day. But, <laughs> you know, damn near. Damn near, March. Yeah. Yeah. So shout-outs to the Pisces out there, man. And uh, let's get into it, man. Episode number 13. It's been a, a bit of a wait, but I hope you guys are still hanging in there with us. And we hope to bring you a, a, a great 13th episode, man. So without any further ado, I'm going to introduce um, the title of this show. And today's show is titled Lost Nation. I was going to name it Lost, like Los Angeles, but you know, same same difference, right? <laughs> Pretty much a little yeah. bit of the same. So, episode number 13, Lost Nation. Uh, today, we will be focusing on a lot of different um, topics, but it will all fall under the main topic. And pretty much, we're just focusing on the current state of the nation, the United States, and the world as a whole. Um, we will be speaking on the fact that negativity is kind of the driving force through different avenues and venues such as music, politics, social media, and television. And um, pretty much we're going to focus on how fear and negativity is, is pretty much being monetized um, by certain parties, by certain corporations, um, violence in the prison system, how all these things kind of tie into each other and kind of have an intimate relationship with each, with, with each other. Pardon me. Yeah, definitely. These things, um, if you can see it, they all kind of tie into one another. And um, some people are like, no, it, it really doesn't. But um, if you do your homework and you do your due diligence, you can see that it's it's these things are running um, side by side. And um, it's just not really a good look when you really sit down and you can analyze and break these things down because it shows the direction that the people are headed in. And um, it's, it's, it's something to give a lot of thought to and to either make changes or if you feel that you can make changes. If not, then just go along with it for the ride like a lot of people are doing. <laughs> There's a lot of sheeps out here. Don't be a sheep, be a wolf. Be a wolf, man. And we, we also gonna to touch on the family structure and how this is pretty much the root of the problem. And pretty much a lot of people are not really talking about this. So we're going to dive into that as well. 
Um, and this episode is not just about complaining. It's not all about um, the negative. We're definitely going to be touching on some solutions. So I hope you guys pretty much enjoy this show. And also, just before we really get into it, you know, we got to shout out our folks at Turntable Tendencies, tttradio.net. Shout outs to y'all. You know, those are our brothers over there. Make sure y'all go check them out. Tell them Sin Radio Cast sent you. And also, I have to send a big rest in peace shout outs to my brother, Roosevelt, New York's finest. We just lost a good one, y'all. My man, Monster Mook, a.k.a. Mook Diamonds. Mm. Rest in peace, rest in power, rapping power. That was a good brother right there, man. And uh, we got to salute you. Take a moment of silence. Let's, let's salute Monster Mook, a.k.a. Mook Diamonds. Much love and respect, man. Much love and respect to your family, all your peers. There's so much love they showed this brother. My, my brother had to go and pay his respects. Mm. And um, shout outs to my brother, Nino Brown. Um, you know, he was able to attend um, his ceremony, his send off. Mm. And he, uh, he has some videos of it. So shout outs to him. Shout outs to my man, Sindel. Garrett, shout, shout outs to everybody. Roosevelt X21, man, stand up. We lost a real one, man. So just had to put that out there, man, before we get into this show. Yeah, no doubt. Rest, rest in power, man. Rest in power. Absolutely, absolutely. So, man, Lost Nation, man, where, where do we start? Well, from the beginning, brother. <laughs> how how do we get here? You know that I, you know, whenever there's a problem, you know, people always argue back and forth about yeah the problem at hand. But let's just go back to the beginning of the problem and see if we can work through it and get a solution. So, yes. How do we get here? What are the different hidden forces of power that are right. putting things in this state of chaos? Right, because a lot of people are not very aware that the way this country is functioning is making a lot of money for somebody. And there's definitely a hidden hand at play. S sort of like an oligarchy of, short, of sorts, you know what I'm saying? And um, these are pretty much very powerful individuals, families, that are strategically moving the people into a direction that they want them to head in. You know, this hidden hand of powers typically hides their identities and often changes their names, and they avoid being recognized to the people at large. But behind the scenes, a lot of these folks are very well in command of people that you vote for, right? Mm. They stay in the background. While you sit up there and argue about Democrats and Republicans, independents, there is a force there's individuals and groups and families that pretty much operate within this country and within many other countries as a sort of oligarchy, mm. okay? A lot of people don't think the United States has an oligarchy, but you'd be very surprised. You'd be very surprised. In the United States, we call them the deep state. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people would say this is a conspiracy theory. But there was recently an article I looked up on thebalance.com. Okay. It was published on January 31st, 2021, written by uh, Kimberly Amadeo. It was titled Oligarchy Countries with, exam with Examples from History and Today. Okay, nice. Okay, very good article. We suggest y'all check that out. She really broke down the different countries that have oligarchies very powerful families. Of course, we know about the very much publicized Russian oligarchies. We know about the oligarchies in um, Saudi Arabia, mm -hmm. Iran, South Africa, Turkey. But unbeknownst to many Americans, by study done by political scientists Martin Gillens and Benjamin Page mm -hmm. of Northwestern found that policies favored by the richest 10% of Americans pass more often than those of the poorest 50 percent right mm -hmm. so pretty much these 10 percenters if they oppose a policy it is unlikely to pass mm. and it doesn't matter how many middle class americans favor it so so basically you're saying the smaller 
percentage, which is the 10%, definitely outweighs the 50%. Absolutely. These are the most powerful people in the country. So, so when you say the country, here in the U.S. or around the globe? Because, you know, I believe that there's so many different powerful family names that um, that are not just here in the United States, but on a global scale. Say, for, for example, you have the Rothschilds. And I, it was funny because I was watching a video about the Rothschilds the other day. And I believe the Rothschilds are a German family. And they migrated over to the UK. Right. So, and the thing about it is that being that you have that name, you just like any other family, you would have family members that live in different places around the globe. Or so you know, the Rothschilds are not just particularly in one place. They're in certain parts of Europe, in different countries in Europe. There's some over here in the United States as well. Call them the multinationals. Multinationals. Yeah, exactly. So not just the um, the Rothschilds. You have the Rockefellers as well too. Right. So um, they're they're a bunch of powerful families, and it might even be families that um, the general public won't even know their names. They won't even put their, they they won't even put their names out there, but they still control a lot of stuff, and they have a hidden hand and a hidden agenda. That's that's a most that's most definite. It's it's funny that you brought that up because I was actually going to kind of segue into that because mm. the Rothschild family pretty much got their big start um, in banking. Banking, yep, that is correct. Banking is where they started and and creating the, the centralized banking system. Mm-hmm starting in the Bank of England and spreading out through Germany from, I think, was it England or Germany? No, they, well, they, start, well, they were from Germany and, right. I, and, I, and I believe they weren't even, I, I believe, and don't quote me on it, but I don't even think they were like a rich family like that. They, they came into wealth and then they started migrating out to the UK and that's when they started doing like real estate and banking and things of that nature. Right, no, absolutely, man. It's just funny because I was getting ready to segue into that and, and pretty much i asked the question what is the point of us bringing this up right okay Let's what's the it. point well the reason this information is so important is because we can now see a heading component of this nation that was seldomly spoken on because many of them control the majority of the media outlets such as television radio and social media folks yes yeah so pretty much the reason why you don't hear about these people is because they control many of the outlets that you turn to for information so if they control the talking heads, guess what? The talking heads can't talk about the boss, can they? <laughs> not at all. No, not at all, bro. So pretty much a lot of events throughout history, we can see that very powerful men in the background were at play, okay? And the policies that they pushed behind the people that they backed and funded affected 90% of the population. I'm gonna give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Okay, let's hear it. Let's talk about the Federal Reserve and its creation. Mm. A lot of people in this country aren't aware that the, the Federal Reserve is a private centralized bank. Yes. Yep. And this bank is not the government. It's not even controlled by the government. As a matter of fact, it is actually controlled by private individual and Congress does not have the authority to elect any of the government, uh, sorry, the governors that sit on the board for the Federal Reserve. Hmm. Yeah. How many people in America know that? Not a lot. And then if you try to tell somebody that, you know, a lot of people would um, try to debate that or have what is called cognitive dissidence, which, which means if you try to tell somebody something that they're unfamiliar with or doesn't align with their thoughts then they'll the first thing they'll do is argue the fact that oh no that's wrong instead of saying okay cool where did you get this information from or try to do their own due diligence because the information is there you know and if you think about it this is a part of history that people don't know about or they never really taught you in school so this is stuff that you have to find out on your own if you want to know about it Absolutely, man. And see, a lot of people don't know about the Federal Reserve. There were a lot of uh, a lot of heads at play here. They're yeah. very powerful men that you really don't know about. You might know J.P. Morgan mm-hmm. because yep. he still has a bank in his name, right? Or is behind a lot of still, you know, his name still lives on. 
But there were also guys like Senator Nelson Aldridge, Paul Warburg, Frank Vandalip, Henry P. Davidson, mm -hmm. and Charles D. Norton, just to name a few, that were heavily involved in the making of the Federal Reserve Act and bringing it to a reality. There's a great book everybody should read called The Creature from Jekyll Island. Yes, I've heard okay? of it. And I have to look up the author's name. I forget his name, but look the book up. It's on Amazon. There's also a book called The Secrets of the Federal Reserve, mm -hmm. a great book, okay? And the reason why we're bringing this up is because a lot of people are not really aware of this. The education system doesn't really talk about this. So the whole point of me bringing this up is that if most Americans don't even know this, imagine what other things you guys don't know about. Right. And these, these people and these events have been cataloged and they're available. But again, the great majority of the people for some reason are just not aware right yeah and i don't think that's by mistake because these folks are so powerful they have their hands in so many different pots they have their hands in religion they have their hands in politics they have their, their hands in certain industries policies you name it so when you control the whole chessboard you're almost in full control Right, I, I agree. And the thing about it is um, when you keep people in the clouds or people are very uh, unaware of these events and these, and these things and these names, these people can't continue to conduct things the way they're doing and their families just become richer and more powerful throughout time. And it's like, how can you compete? The average person, I would say, compete with a family that's worth billions upon billions of dollars. And then the thing is, they have so much money that, you know, you might not even know how much money they have. They might they might report this to the public and say, oh yeah, or people might speculate that, oh, they're worth a billion dollars, but they could be worth $20 billion, $40 billion. You don't know how much money a lot of these families are worth. Not at all, and, man. And, and, they, and they hide it very well. Right. And then you wouldn't even know who these people are, even if they were walking down the street. You wouldn't know if these people are rich or powerful or not. And I guess they, they, they like to keep it like that. They definitely want to keep it like that. Let's just look at some of the the, the ways they keep the people very misinformed and mis, misguided. You know, like, let, let's look at education in this, in this country. I right. mean, it's been a... A pretty much a, an utter joke overall. Now we have some um, areas in the public school sector, um, and you know where you have um, certain schools. Um, what's what's the name of those schools that they have now? Charter schools. Charter schools are, are, are they call them magnet schools? Where um, right? Where they well, if, you, if the to the listeners, if they don't know what that is, let's say for example, it's um, it's a high school, and um, the high school wasn't doing great academically. The city would come in and what they would do is break down that school into smaller little individual schools under one roof. So you might have one building that used to be one high school, but then it's like four schools or five schools in one and they'll have different names for that one, um, for that one building or different names for that high school, but it's still under the same umbrella. Right. So a lot of these schools have been the exception, but for, for the most part, most of the school systems in the lower income neighborhoods have done a great disservice to the children, you know? And if you just go out there and you talk with some of the young people, you can just tell, you can tell that they're missing. I, I remember a situation where I was with someone's son, am I gonna say their names? I wanna be respectful, but you know, I had their kids with me one time and we went out to a certain place and I had them reading the little placards around this, this exhibit. Right. And they barely couldn't complete a sentence. Their enunciation was so poor that some of the most simplest words, they, they were having problems sounding it out. And they couldn't really read a full sentence completely just without stumbling over words. And, and these kids were, I mean, 13, 14 years old. And you can just see that they were not on a certain level uh, as far as reading is concerned. 
And then when we got into the mathematics aspects of things, they, they you know, were pouring that avenue as well. So, you know, a lot of the schools in this country have pretty much let our kids down. They don't really teach um, important things that's going to affect us in adulthood, such as the credit in, the, the, the credit industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, why aren't we teaching our children about credit? Why don't our kids know about credit until they turn 18 years old and they start getting all these offers, not realizing what they're really getting into? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a trap. They don't teach them how to do credit or balancing a checkbook or just um, certain types of math that have to deal with um, the types of math that you would use in a regular everyday setting or just, um, you know, different things dealing with uh, culinary. They don't really teach kids how to cook in schools any longer. Where I was learning how to do all of that stuff when I was in uh, middle school or, or what they call junior high school here in the United States, which runs from sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. You know, home economics. Yeah, home economics. Yeah. So we used to go have a class and we used to cook food in there and just learn about the different types of food and health and stuff like that. I don't really hear about kids doing these things any longer. You know? No, not at all. Everything's fast food. I mean, yeah. and then look at look at real estate. I mean, our children are not really learning about real estate. No, not at all. There's so many different styles of real estate, wholesaling, um, buying, holding, you know, yeah. flipping. Um, you know, a lot of us just watch it on TV and they kind of like give us like this really like Hollywood diluted version of of um, getting into real estate. But there's a lot more strategies in real estate that we're not really hearing about. You know, I know people that flip lots. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I know people that own mobile homes. Um, they they buy out land, don't even build on it. They use it to to rent out to people with RVs. Yeah. So I just feel like the education system is kind of hindering our children at this point. And you know, I want to go into some of the solutions. We're going to go into some of the avenues that parents today can take to help their kids you know, advance when they go into adulthood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, so we we spoke on a couple of things that um, that are hindering a lot of children, as well as adults too. Um, I would say television is not always good to, you know, sit down and stay glued to, you know, um, because I think it has a way of controlling people, and the entertainment pretty much stunts a lot of people's growth. And it takes their focus off of their development skills. And, you know, and then it's just a lot of things that they could be doing to actually further their education and strengthen their brains, such as, you know, painting or doing a hobby. Even sewing is a is, is definitely a good skill to have. Um, you know, recording music. And that's something that you were doing, um, Merz, but you got to get back into that soon enough, <laughs> you know? I don't know, man. I might be just looking for artists. Favorite <laughs> 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 background, ghostwrite, and then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, the television entertainment has now become, you know, an addiction. And um, it's like everybody now wants to be famous. And, and you know, it's, it's just, um, it's just a different type of feel. Like, if you want to watch television and stuff like that, I'm not knocking TV because there's still a lot of educational stuff that you can go in there and you can watch and things like that. But right. I, I would say, and, I, and you know, I'm a writer and I'm pushing television projects, but everything doesn't have to be, um, you know, fighting or, or silliness or, or just these ridiculous storylines or whatever the case may be. You can definitely find a lot of educational stuff on, on, on TV or, you know, YouTube yeah, and YouTube, platforms. yeah. So it's just that, you know, right now, this this is a pandemic that's happening on a global scale. So people should take this time and utilize that time and utilize that energy to try to get out there and, you know, just to do something positive to, that's going to help shape your life in a better direction. You know, you have some time on your hand. So it's really a reflection time to really sit down and, and to execute. No, absolutely. I totally agree with that. 
And I, let, let's, I want to hone in on music, man, because to me, music is one of the most destructive forces, in my opinion, at this, this point in time, man. Okay. A, a lot of our children are really influenced by the music. Okay, let's hear it. And, you know, music, especially when you listen to radio, you know, you got the person that pretty much creates the playlist, ironically, is called a program director. And that's the reason why you keep hearing the same song so, but so many times within the hour, because these people know that repetition is the key to creating new habits. Okay, Re repetition is the key, folks. You keep doing something over and over again. You know, you will adapt to it. It will become a subconscious response. And what's happening, in my personal opinion, for what I'm seeing is the children are listening to the music. They're glorifying the violence. Um, some of these radio stations in Atlanta, uh, they they were talking all this stuff about Donald Trump and how he's this and he's a racist and they talk about police brutality. But in the mm -hmm. same breath, these same radio stations are allowing artists to put out records disrespecting the dead mm. that come from their neighborhood. Right. And this is a lot of hypocritical nonsense that I see with a lot of radio stations down here because y'all were talking all this George Floyd uh, police brutality book. When an artist comes from a certain neighborhood and wants to put out a record disrespecting another person that looks like him or looks like her, we let that ride on the radio and we don't censor that. Mm. And to me, that's a big that's a big problem, man. I mean, I've, I've watched it. I watched it. Uh, I, I listened to um, a, a song on the radio recently, and it was uh, some some rapper um, was disrespecting a, a person that I know is dead. I'm not going to say the name out of respect for that person's family. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I thought it was very low down that the radio station, if okay, if you're going to play the record, right? Why couldn't you just blank out the name? Right. Why couldn't you just take the name out? But this whole song was about killing his opposition, literally pulling up, sliding. And like I said, you got to look at the top. The whole point of this is to look at the top. Who's in charge of these radio stations? Right. Who owns them? What families own them? Why aren't we taking the time to research that? Right. Because you know, I guarantee you, you'll see the reason why these songs are being pushed. Being pushed to our youth, to our children, to us. Because I hear some of these songs so many times, and I don't necessarily like all of them, but I find myself humming a song that I don't even like. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 repetition because they more than likely play that song on the radio 24-7. So they get your brain kind of flowing to it because it's operating on a certain frequency. So then you find yourself humming or bobbing to it, even though the, the lyrics may be um, crap or or maybe degrading or whatever. But it's just the beat behind it. It's, it's a certain frequency, so it's going to capture you. But the thing about it is, so what what do you think will be the solution to getting some of these songs off the air? Because it seems to me now that there's a real push to have more music that's kind of violent. Right. And um, it's still a mixture of some music that's positive music, but it seems like the music that's a little bit violent is is outweighing a lot of the positive music, you know, because, yeah. because it's not, it's, the music industry does, it's not the same as it was like, say like 10 years ago or even like 15 years ago where there was more of a balance. Shoot, I don't even know if there was a balance back then to be honest with you. Mm. I mean, things are always gonna change, but I think it's been longer than that since the, the, the industry has been off balance. You know, and, and, you know, my biggest thing is not just the fact that they're glorifying violence. Mm -hmm. It's just the over glorification of actually acting it out. Right. And you're noticing that so many artists are being killed, man. Young brothers being murdered. Um, the, the feds have been snatching artists up, man, left and right, especially in New York. We know we just we just got uh, um, another artist casting over two times. Mm -hmm. federal indictment uh we had the whole situation with the treyway to kasha 69 you right. know and then we also have a gender war that nobody talks about yes you're right hip-hop there's a subtle 
gender war where, you know, the males don't really respect the females and vice versa. So the opposite sex is now looked at as a come up or somebody just to have a little fun with, throw a little money at, and she should be happy with that. Mm. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, nobody talks about the, the gender war in hip hop. You look, you listen to Megan Thee Stallion and listen how she raps about guys. And then listen to another artist, a male artist, and listen to how he raps about females. Right. Why does nobody talk about that, bro? But you know what's so funny? Is that um, these artists are rapping about this stuff. And I believe half of the stuff that they're rapping about, if not more, they don't even really believe that. But then it's it's people who are listening to this music who are easily influenced by this music, take their word as gold and they run with whatever they're telling them. Like, and it's just the younger generation. It seems like now more than ever, you know, a lot of this music that a lot of the rap music and I'm not down in rap music because I listen to rap music but you have to pick and choose what kind of music you listen to but I think a lot of it is is just um, it's 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 poisoning some of these kids brains man because a lot of these kids are now acting out certain things because they really and truly believe that this is what's happening in these rappers lives when a lot of these rappers are not doing that because if they were doing that you know, as the ones that are getting arrested, as you give, as, as you can see, are getting killed. That's what's gonna happen. A lot of these rappers are not really living in the ghetto or shooting off their guns or whatever the case may be. Because the thing is that these guys are living in nice neighborhoods with pools in their yard and whatever the case may be. They can't live in their area like that because a lot of people will come and try to rob them. They'll be easy targets, man. And they have been e easy talking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mo three, um, King Von, FBG Duck. It's been so many man over this last twenty twenty yeah. was woo. Yeah, twenty twenty. It was it was just terrible. Between twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, it was so many rap artists that were dying. I'm like, little this person, a little that person. I'm like, I don't even even heard of this person. They didn't even get their career off the ground before they got shot up. And, you know, and it was recently, um, it was an artist from down south somewhere here in the United States where um, I guess he was an artist that was coming up and he was making a buzz. Um, and somebody uh, burnt down his grandparents' house and killed both his grandparents. I don't I don't remember the artist's name, but... Honeycomb something. I yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, man, these people are like this ruthless. Like, what would a person do to you? For you to go back and to burn down their family member's house and kill it and kill their grandparents. It's crazy, man. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a great segue. Because mm -hmm. um, I wanted to touch on something that a lot of people don't talk about. Okay. And one of the one of the main reasons you're seeing a lot of this violence is, and nobody wants to talk about this, the liberals, the killer mics, none of y'all want to talk about this. Y'all want to talk about the breakdown of the family structure. Right. Y'all want to talk about that. Y'all want to talk about police brutality all day, Black Lives Matter. But what, what matters more than black lives is black families, homie. Black families matter, right? Black families matter, bro. Right. Half this stuff stems from the fact that the family nucleus has been broken down for many years now. Yeah, it's true. Family is an afterthought. Listen, I listen to Kevin Samuels, and a lot of women will much rather have a baby with you than be married. Yeah. That's scary. That's not that, that's not that's not crazy to you. Come on, folks. And when I'm talking about the family nucleus, I'm talking about the traditional family nucleus. I know we got all these different movements and their version of a family, but I'm talking about father, mother, and children. Yeah. Okay. Many of the children today are being brought up in single parent homes or they're in a situation of co-parenting. Now, the co-parenting child is a little bit better than a single parent. I mean, it's a one-up. Right. But a lot of people are not being brought up in the traditional family structure. This shit is fragmented like all hell, cool. Yeah. It is it is leading to the homicide rate. Look at look at the look at the murder rates in these cities. Detroit, Chicago, Gary, Indiana. Yeah. You know, look at Baltimore. Look at the Bay Area. I mean, all over the country, 
you're seeing the murder rates grow, go up. And then the crazy thing is, a lot of these guys, not all, but the broad majority of them, really have never dealt with male figures. Right. They don't really have consistent ones in their life. And their mothers are the same ones posting Happy Father's Day to themselves on Father's Day. But this is the product of these single parent homes. Yeah, I, I, I see a lot of that. And, um, you know, everybody's household is different. So, you know, but it, but that, that's a major issue that I'm seeing now because a lot of these young men, they don't have anyone to really look up to as a mentor or somebody to say, you know what? You know, I've been in that situation, but I made it out of that situation and I'm doing good. You know, and I think that it just sets up a lot of um, failure when there's no one around that's going to help uplift the youth. And I think, you know, it's just like, um, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot of things that happen when you have, you don't have an older male figure or guide to really help you through this, you know? So there are a lot of things like, um, what would you say, Merce? Um, feminine energy. Feminine energy. Lack of communication, social skills. Mm -hmm. You know, lack of comprehension. Right. Lack of, a lack of accountability. Yeah, lack of behavior as well too. Right, and that's where a lot of the gang culture comes in because a lot of these young men are easy recruits for these more older males. Right. Mm -hmm. They see the gap, so they fill in the gap. They, they fill the it in or, or take advantage of it. Absolutely, because mm -hmm. when you're alpha male, right. you see a young male that hasn't been raised in a traditional setting, the alpha male will always be able to overcome the younger beta male. Right. And some all young young boys are not betas. Some of them are alphas. And that's what you'll notice in the gang structures. A lot of them, some of these younger males end up coming up. Yeah. Some of them even knock off some of the leaders of these gangs. Yeah. Most times they respect them, but there's, there's instances where if they lose respect for a certain OG, they will knock that OG off and that yeah. young boy will become the OG. Yeah kill, yeah, kill him in a heartbeat. But at the same time, you're destroying your own area. You're destroying your own people. This is this modern day genocide, you know? Right. But they, don't, they, they don't see it like that though. No, they don't see it like that. And and the liberals, they talk, they talk all this social injustice bullshit, affordable education and climate change. But they never ever talk on rebuilding family structure. Right? right. These are the same liberals that created that welfare welfare system and barred the assistance to women if the man was still in the household. Let's talk about it, folks. I mean, there was recently a situation, not to go off, but Cam Newton just had a situation with a disrespectful young boy at his camp. So for people who don't know who Cam Newton is, he's an um, NFL football quarterback, and he was at a, a camp, and there's a video of him online. He was at a, one of his football camps. And um, while he was there, he had a young man pretty much disrespect him in front of like other teammates or not his teammates, but other uh, camp mates that he was out there trying to coach and things like that. And he was arguing with Cam for like, it seemed like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And he kept going back and forth, mouth, mouthing off to him talking. I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but he was just like, yeah, you're not that good. And and this and that, I'm like, oh, dude, this guy's a grown man. That's a professional guy who plays in the NFL that made it. And at the same time, this is a kid. He he was probably like 15 years old, and it's mounting off. And some of his peers thought it was funny. They were laughing, and some of them had a look on their face like, "Come on, dude." So some of them, you could tell that they they saw it, they got it. Like, "Come on, just knock it off." But others were laughing. They thought it was funny. But I mean. I think uh, Cam Newton, he handled it as he should. He's a man and he was just like, yeah, where's your father at? You know, I want to speak to your dad. And then the kid got kind of quiet when he said that, you know? <laughs> and then and then the kid's coach stepped forward and said something to Cam. He's like, yeah, Cam, like he kind of apologized for him, for the guy's behavior, whatever the case may be. 
But it but it was just uncalled for because if you have a guy who who made it, who's a professional athlete, and he came into the fold to help teach you guys something, you gotta learn and, and be a sponge and just listen and just ask questions and, and that's that. Don't badmouth the guy for coming there because I'm pretty sure if he didn't want you in his camp, he would have booted you out of the camp. Right. You know, so that's a, so that was a learning lesson. It should have been a learning lesson for that kid. But I think it was another video of Cam Newton where he was speaking to the kid and he was just kind of helping him out. So that was a, it was a second video, a follow up to that. But it should have never happened in the first place, man. You have to remain humble. You have to go there, you know, with the expectation that you're going to get better. But don't go there and try to disrespect the head man in charge because, you know, it, it was just on call for. And if you look back at that, I'm pretty sure as he gets older, hopefully he'll realize how embarrassing that was. Uh, or have somebody who's older to kind of pull him to the side and school him and be like, look, this is not how you move, man. You're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hinder yourself from your blessings if you keep doing things like that. Absolutely, man. I totally agree with that, man. And the reason why we're bringing all these things up because a lot of these things that you're seeing is being controlled from hidden people from the top. And a lot of us don't see that you're pretty much being herded in a certain type of direction, a certain type of mindset. That's why we mentioned the radio programming, uh, social media, uh, the family nucleus. Now who stands the game from the lost nation? Because somebody is making money off of the misfortunes of others. We are in a capitalistic society within the United States. Now we have listeners from all over the world and that might not be your structure of government, but over here primarily, we are in a, um, a, a situation where a person's misfortunes can be great profit gains. Yeah. Um, Let's, let's, let's just look at it. Like the government gains money from, from broken up families. They gain profits from taxation. You know, right. single fathers, unmarried, they get taxed higher when you're single. You get taxed much higher. Yes. Um, people with children, uh, especially in broken homes, they get bigger tax deductions. Okay? Uh, businesses benefit. I mean, think about the apartment complexes. When you are separate from your partner. You you have children yes. and the mother's living over here in this apartment building or this house and the father's living in another apartment or another house. Guess what? The government makes more money because look, I get to tax this person or I get to charge this person rent yep. over here when they could have been together sharing this bill. Yeah. So a lot of us don't see that Somebody stands the game from the lack of education, right? The breakdown of the family structure, mm -hmm. the programming through the, through the music. And this is what we're trying to just bring everybody back to. We're not just sitting up here just spewing information and, and, and not trying to connect the dots. We're trying to let you see that there is many ways that many hidden people are profiting from your misfortunes or what you, what you think is everyday life. And uh, what about the prison industry as well, too? You know, because they um, they uh, prosper greatly um, from the breakdown of the modern day family or whatever the family structure is now. Because I remember I had a cousin who did some time in prison. And I remember he told me this a few years back. It, it, it may have changed, but he said each prisoner in jail is about $30,000 per prisoner. So imagine you know somebody that's in jail, the system has them in there and, and I believe the jail profits $30,000 per head. So imagine you have a prison filled with like of 500 prisoners or 600 prisoners or 1,000 prisoners. That's $30,000 per head back then. I don't know what the numbers are now, but you know, um, you know, it's just many corporations gain major profits from using prisoners, free labor, you know, and um, they get like tax benefits from the inmates. And uh, it's just crazy. And then also social media has been a tool that has been used to add to the chaos. 
because a lot of people are doing these silly challenges and, and it's like, um, and it is doing foolishness uh, for what they call clout. You know, um, it was something else I saw in the media not too long ago as a, as a guy who was a, um, a YouTuber or whatever the case may be. And he would go around and do silly pranks just for like shock value or whatever the case may be. But this kid was, um, he had some knives and he was going to random people in like parking lots or, or like parks or like public settings. And he was just like, hey, I'm going to rob you. And then he pulled out knives on people like that's supposed to be funny or a prank. And somebody shot him and killed him, man. And then the guy that shot him and killed him, he was arrested, but they let him go. They was like, yeah, well, it was self-defense because the thing is that he thought he was trying to rob him. But he did this to like one or two other people before he got killed. I'm like, it just seems like, and it's not all because there's still a lot of sharp young individuals out here that are that are heavily involved in, you know, school or whatever, they, whatever their goals are, whatever the case may be. But it's just the fact that why would you not have common sense to think that this joke that you're doing is, is just not funny, man? Yeah, and it, it could get somebody crazy. killed. And unfortunately, this kid got killed. This happened about two weeks ago. So it's just like, you got to use your brain, man. Got to use your brain. Right. Common sense, man. Let's let's make it common again, man. So, you know. yeah, definitely. So what do you think some solutions to the problem are, man? Because I don't want to dwell on what the issue is. I like to talk about the issue. But I, I like to come up with something that's going to resolve the problem. So what do you think that we can do as as people or, you know, pretty much as Sin Radio Cast? What do you think we can do to try to help to, to change a lot of these things that have gone on? Well, you know, everything starts in the home primarily. Um, yeah. I, I'll say this. We definitely need to get back to family. Right. Your family should be your, your your first business. Getting back into the family structure, understanding that it is necessary, and as long as it's broken, it will pr produce broken people. Okay, because I don't know if you've been on the dating market. I haven't been on the dating market for two, three years, but you know, when I was out there dating, a lot of people, even some of the most educated people I know, uh, are, are, are kind of broken. So we need to get back to. Uh, Get into a family structure. Also, dating with a purpose, dating with the end in mind. Right. Not dating just for pleasure. And I know, I know, it's, you know, I had my fun out there, but listen, pleasure can turn into a 18 to 21 year expense. <laughs> and I've seen so many of my brothers go through it, and they talk all this trash about their partners. This person ain't ish. He ain't that. But you slept with him. You slept yeah. with her. You planted a seed. You gave birth. Okay, let, let's stop that nonsense. Let's be accountable. Because it's just a, a repeating, um, it's just like a revolving door. Let's let's start there. Let's get the family structure back in order. Let's let's date with a purpose. Also, for the young kids, mm. uh, we need to start getting our children, females, males, doesn't matter. Whatever you want to call yourself, because you know we're in that day and age now, right? Right. Whatever yeah. we call yourself, we need to get them around mentorship. Yes. You know, you know, I used to be in a program. Um, it was like a, a mentoring program. Shout out to my mentor, LeBron Johnson. Shouted him out on the last show. Yes. He was very instrumental. Um, having a mentor or, or you know having someone in your corner that can give you some guidance outside of your parents definitely helps male or female or whatever you want to call yourself it doesn't matter mm, definitely uh, another think... thing we need to do bro is get our kids back into skills yeah oh yeah trades sure. um i noticed that the college thing is really being forced down a lot of our children's throats but a lot of the skills a lot of the skill positions they're they're having people that are getting older, ready to retire, and they're lacking a lot of young people to fulfill and replace these positions of these people that are getting ready to retire. So we hmm. definitely need to get our kids into some trades and skills. I got a cousin that does plumbing. This this kid, this kid is always working. 
He's never out of work. But when you go to, to jobs that you don't have to have a skill, it just becomes a revolving door. This person comes in one minute, they get fired the next minute. You don't want to be in that type of situation. Right. You got any solutions you, you, you want to add? Yeah, um, I would say also um, field trips are important. Definitely to get kids out and about, start having open dialogue with them, you know, have adult conversations with some of the young adults because they have to know how to learn, how to communicate with people when you're in the real world. I would say also, you know, basically take trips to museums, um, shows, Broadway or off-Broadway shows when, you know, everything opens back up. Just go to places that are outside of the norm or their comfort zone. This will help to kind of expose them to new ideas and broaden their view so on, on life or just whatever, you know, how they're feeling. Like I said, it's always good to have great dialogue, great conversation. Also, um, I remember when I was younger, um, I would be in some some programs and like like business programs or whatever and they would have uh business owners come in and speak to the kids about you know just their particular business or what it took for them to get into um operating a business or you know what piqued their interest and things of that nature so you know it, it's just somebody that looks like you has a business it's like okay well this guy looks like me they may have been from my neighborhood. They may have had some of the same circumstances I have now, whether it's good or bad. But, you know, this is something that's tangible, something that I can, you know, ascend to, you know. And, um, you know, it's just um, pretty much, you know, certain things like that is just definitely important. Right. What about yourself, Merce? I, I would like to add a couple other things. And this is for children teenagers and adults okay you have to learn that our nation like many other nations around the world right. are merely nothing but corporations i know a lot of y'all like to take country pride and all that stuff but at the end of the day your county your your state your federal government are pretty much corporations yes, okay it's true and their objective is power profits and control and they are just like a business a regular business you control somebody else is controlling them as well and they have other people controlling the people that you think are in control because mm -hmm. remember you can own a company but you don't have to be a ceo right yeah okay so that ceo is working for somebody who's the owner so always remember there's always somebody in the background pulling strings mm. okay another thing um please start being more open to alternative information from alternative media outlets reading up on books that expose the truth just be open-minded folks cnn is not the best place to go for information <laughs> not at all <laughs> cnbc is not the place um, the best place to go for information why are you acting like these are the end all be alls at at the beginning of the show we told you that a lot of people that control the politicians behind the scene control these corporations these talking heads why would you go to them to get truth when they're censored in a way from speaking on certain truths? So let's 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 work on that, folks. Stop calling people conspiracy theorists. It's, mm. it's just it's just really offensive to me when I present people information that is not popular, and instead of them doing their due diligence, they just write you off. Oh, he's conspiracy theorist. He's talking to conspiracy theorists. He's a nut job. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. Please stop that. <laughs> stop that, man. It's kind of crazy, man. When you, when, especially when the information is right there, and a lot of times the information is coming from insiders, and you still don't want to listen. Right. You yeah. know. Also, stop letting the people at the top control you. They like conflict between races. Understand that. That's money. Yeah. Also, gender. Gender wars. Gender war leads to the whole family thing. Yeah. Keeping the genders at war keeps the family structure unstable. It's all connected. We said this at the beginning of the show. All these things are connected and they all serve a purpose for somebody. And that somebody is typically not you. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, what else? Um, 
stop taking media stories as absolute facts. Right. Too many of y'all are a bunch of parrots. You parrot what somebody said from the media, you parrot it to your children, you parrot, you, you parrot it to your family members, and you, most of you, for the most part, don't even go and research what you parrot. Nope, not at all. Monkey so it, monkey do nonsense, gotta stop. Yeah, definitely. I, I think now more than ever, you know, we're at a time where you have to question a lot of things and not just go along with the go along or get down with the get down, you know, because at the end of the day, you're kind of playing with your life now and the direction that we're headed as a people, it just seems like certain things are moving at a rapid pace. So it's hard for you to grasp everything at once. So you have to really kind of sit down for a second, kind of process things. Don't really, don't think, um, you have to think logically instead of emotionally, you know? You have to add a lot of logic to your thinking and just kind of apply certain things because once you add logic to certain things, it makes more sense instead of making an emotional decision or an emotional move. Right, like when they put out a police brutality video, but you're ignoring all the violence in your community. Yeah. You, you don't get all riled up when the person that kills the other person that looks just like each other, you don't got, you, you know, your energy ain't the same. Right. But the minute the media flashes some type of video of violence of police and law enforcement, y'all want to get all active. That's emotional shit and you be in control. And this is why the nation is becoming so lost. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta find ourselves folks because these people have an agenda. They have an agenda and the agenda is profits and it will be at your expense. You're paying the tab at the end of the day. All this stimulus money that you think you're getting for free, that is going to be on the bill of your, your of the bill of your grandchildren, your great grandchildren. They'll be paying that bill. <laughs> it's going to come back again with some interest. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely. We know this. Yeah. And and what's going to happen in the process? Ain't nobody telling you that all that money that they're stimulating into the economy is going to cause inflation. Have you looked at the gas prices, folks? Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I have on it, man. Yay. Lost Nation, episode 13. Uh, we just tried to bring you some, some alternative ways of thinking, understanding what you're dealing with. And this doesn't just apply to the United States of America. It applies to the whole world. You'll notice the hierarchies are very similar. So it doesn't matter if you live in the UK, shout outs to y'all. It doesn't matter if you live in Canada, shout outs to y'all. Belize, right. the Caribbean, Japan, Asia as a whole, Europe, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everything is just kind of like a, a, a repeat, just in a different structure. Whether you got a president or prime minister, listen, it's not too much of a difference, is it? Right, you're still gonna face some of the same problems no matter where you are. And, and it's crazy because the thing is that, um, you know, you, you can see it, you know? It's, there are not a lot of differences because it's just, everyone's wearing their mask over here, you gotta wear your mask over there. You gotta wear your mask over in another country. And it's like, they're, they're, it's all programming, you know? Right. So I, I, I want to see what's going to happen 10, 15, even 20 years down the line with, with, with this whole madness. And because a lot of people have a lot of opinions, people are arguing about a lot of things that just don't make any kind of sense whatsoever. And once again, they, they take the, uh, the logic out of the situation and think emotionally. And you can't make sound decisions when you're thinking irrationally. Definitely. Let me add one more thing because I almost forgot this. You, you guys need to start, especially parents. You need to, even parents and, and and even adults. Please start seeking alternative educational platforms to educate yourself and your children. Mm. Uh, right now, we're in a great age where uh, a lot of people are teaching you things such as cryptocurrencies, which a lot of my people's just for some reason we're not really we're kind of missing the bus. It's still early. Get into that. Understand cryptocurrencies. Because I've been bringing it to certain people that I know, and right. they're a little hesitant, and they're not taking the time to educate themselves. But there are a lot of people. Shout out to the brothers at um, Earn Your Leisure. Yes. That's a platform that I, I advise a lot of you. 
I don't matter. It don't matter what race you are. I don't care where you're from. You definitely want to check those guys out because they have a platform where you can learn so much. Your children can learn and you as parents can learn. Right. Also, before we get out of here, not just the cryptocurrency, look into stock, look into trading. Also, you look into um, what else? It's stock. There's, there's the Forex, foreign exchange. Yeah, Forex. Real estate. Um, real estate. Um, coding as well, too. Um, cooking, sewing, any any of those things, man, because it's going to be a demand for it. And it is a demand for it now. So just learn, learn anything you can learn right now because this is a great time to learn. And and you'll be surprised if you ask around and speak to some of your friends what they might know and, and who they may know. And, you know, and then there are people that are willing to barter certain things or, you know, just right. work it out. Definitely, man. Yo, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Episode number 13, Lost Nation. I'm your host, Mr. Mercy. I'm your man, Cool Breeze. And this is Sin Radio Cast signing off. See you at episode 14. Peace.